Hello and welcome to Fly High, a podcast that helps you to live your life to the fullest. My name is Simone and I'm very happy to share a very special episode with you today. This time I recorded an episode together with my lovely friend Carol, who is an intuitive guide and a coach and also the host of the podcast 30 Things. We are talking about our own internal power and intuition and we are sharing some examples how we in this modern society and everyday life give our own power away and lose the connection to our heart and our body. We believe that we actually have all the answers within us and we are sharing some tips and tricks how we can learn to listen to our body and our heart again. It's a pretty long episode this time, but it's a very good one. Also with a little life exercise at the end. So grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine, sit down, relax, listen closely and enjoy. Hello out there. Hello, Caro. Hi, everyone. Hi, Simon. We are sitting here in our villa in Bali, drinking coconut water and looking at the rice fields. That is how we do it here in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> and we love it. We do. So we are living together and we're thinking that we uh, should record an episode together. We had some um, very deep conversations about the topic that we are talking about today. And we called it, you are your own guru. Because we think that everything you need is already within you. And these days, it's very easy to lose the mind-body-heart connection. Um, but we want to give you answers how we can get our power back. Yeah, um, exactly. We tend to really spread our power away and sometimes we don't even notice. So today we're going to share our tips and give you tools as well on how to get your power back, uh, go in depth and give precise examples of funny situations when where we lose our power. And, and then um, we'll finish with a little live exercise. So we'll do a little uh, visualization and Simone will try the visualization live and then we can talk about it afterwards. And you can, you will also be able to do this little exercise live and we would love your feedback afterwards. Great. <laughs> I'm very excited as well. So I have no idea what Caro is doing with me. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we are a very good mix because Caro is coming more from the spiritual side and I'm coming more from the personal development side and we both are very interested in rising the human potential. So let's see what's coming out. So uh, the first question that we wanted to ask um, and actually answer is what does it mean to give your power away? So we, we all have a personal power and the personal power that we have is the power to make the right decisions for ourselves, 
and to really speak with our heart and be aligned with who we truly are at the core. And this might seem like um, a very optimistic idea, but th this is the truth. We are all born with our personal power. But then when we grow up um, in society, with our parents, with our family, with friends, with the media as well, we tend to actually give our power away. That means that we stop listening to what we call our intuition, our inner knowing, our inner voice, and tend to actually listen to what other people think, maybe thinking that they know best, even though we have those hunches inside of us that give us the right directions or the right ideas or, you know, um, the right tools as well. So giving our power away, giving your power away is really when you actually um, don't make decisions from your heart, but you actually make decisions based on external factors that you think are more relevant than what you think. And this can be conscious, but it can also be unconscious. I don't know. Um, I mean, we have a lot of examples to share, but maybe we can talk about... Um, <laughs> The danger and the addictions to readings, Simon, if you want to share that, because that's something that, that we talked about a few times already and that we witnessed. And yeah, I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, before we go into that, I think we have to explain what readings are. Yeah. Maybe your listeners know, but I don't know if everybody knows what yeah. a reading really is. So Caro is doing intuitive readings. Yeah. So... What is it? Set. So intuitive reading. So basically, I so I have one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients. And during those sessions, I use my intuition and my abilities to see things. So we have different types of abilities. So clairaudience, um, clairvoyance mainly. So hearing things and seeing things um, inside, inside the mind's eye and an inner voice as well. Uh, to share information with my clients to help them um, find their alignment back and give them tools or, you know, beginning of solutions. I'm not doing the work for them, but I give them really, um, yeah, directions in which they, I would recommend them to go. But then in the end, it's always about free will. So that's what we call a reading. And I use different tools and I can use tarot. So... Yeah, I can use a pendulum, I can use, yeah, all the other tools that I mentioned. So this is what I do. <laughs> yeah, so, and it gives you answers to your questions. Yes. So, for example, we, in so, especially in our generation, I think we all are looking for our purpose. What do we have to do in life? What are we here for? What is our passion? Blah, blah, blah. And we we are very impatient as well. So we want to know um, what we have to do next. And I think the danger in if you are doing uh, a reading is that you really rely on what the other person is telling you. And you, for example... Um, If you would tell a client, yeah, I see that you have to go to um, 
India or Kenya or Australia because there is a guy waiting for you, then I think there are people, or you already experienced mm -hmm. it, yeah. that like almost book the next flight <laughs> the day after. Yeah, I've experienced that and it creates a sense of responsibility on my part that I don't want to take because I always say to my client, I'm here to give you the tools and to help you build your own intuition, to reconnect with that intuition, your inner knowing, so that you can fly away and you can actually be confident that in the future when you'll make decisions, they will be based on what your heart tells you. And yes, I've had cases of clients as well who... Actually, our returning clients, like they want sessions like every couple of weeks or so. And I have to gracefully say no because it's not relevant and it's not what I want to do. You know, my role is not to create an addiction. But some people think that because sometimes I tell them things that actually happen, they put a, a faith in me and also they give me their power. So they expect me to give them all of the answers for their lives, which is just, mm. it's too much and yeah. it's not good for them. So actually it should be a tool to give you your power back yeah. because what I've experienced, I did like two or three readings already with different people with Caro as well. I can really, really recommend her. Um, but what I've experienced is that most of the time it's not really something completely new that you're hearing and but you feel that you already have it inside of you you have the answers inside of you and it's just um yeah it gives you more strength actually because you um oh, yeah oh, you confirm it? it's yeah it's confirmation. a confirmation right that was the word so it's a confirmation that you actually already know And you just need someone external to confirm it for you. Mm -hmm. But if, um, so that, then it would be a tool that gives you your power back because um, it reminds you again that you already know everything. But if you only rely on what the reader is telling you and you want to do a reading like every few months, then you give your power away again. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's about keeping in mind that what you heard is actually a confirmation or information because sometimes, you know, people think with their head, and we can come back to that afterwards, but they think that they actually think with their heart, but they actually let mm. their head take control, their head, their ego, take the control of the situation and then make decisions from their head, their mental. And, um, and actually this is when I'm here to help them say, okay, what is the difference between what you think is right and what you feel is right. Mm -hmm. And what you feel is right. What your heart, when you physically feel that your heart is expanding, when you listen to something or when you hear something, about potentials or a direction you might want to take in your life. If your heart expands, well, that's a very good sign. If your heart shrinks and if you feel it physically, well, that's not really a good sign. Mm. And I think you've experienced that as well. 
a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, intuition and seeing signs and listening to your heart and everything is something that you really can learn and it takes uh, practice and patience as well. But yeah, maybe, I mean, um, so we also have other examples yeah. because the readings are another step further actually so there are examples where you give your own power away in everyday life situations um, and what comes to my mind all the time is when you health wise so when you are going to the doctor you are definitely definitely giving your power away in these cases because you feel pain somewhere you go to the doctor and you want a quick fix because in our society we are just very, very impatient. Um, so we want to have a pill. For example, we have a headache, we want to have a pill and we don't want to experience the headache anymore. But we never, we never um, um, look at why do we have the headache? So what is the reason for the headache? Um, and I also think that our body really knows how to heal themselves. And I really believe that every pain and everything that you feel in your body is just um, a way of talking to us. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I love this idea. This is actually... Um, there's um, a Canadian author who wrote a book. Uh, it exists in English as well, and it's in French, and it's the Dictionary of Diseases. Um, and it's the interpretation of, of all the diseases. And when you look at even the word disease, it's dis-ease. So it's, it puts you in a state of unease so that you can actually listen to what your body has to say. Mm. And... As you said, with the pill and the quick fix, it's so true because we take a pill and we alleviate the symptoms, but we don't look at the cause and the root of those symptoms and why do they manifest. Yeah. And we only believe in what the doctor is telling us. Yeah. <laughs> For example, um, so, I mean, we, I think we are a generation, we learn to listen to our body more. But for example, my grand... Uh, pa or my grandma they are like a gener or my parents as well actually yeah. they are a generation where it only counts what the doctor is telling them exactly and no matter how they feel they don't listen how they feel not at all mm. they just listen to what the doctor is telling them and when you when you actually ask them it's like oh but the doctor said this oh but yeah, the doctor yeah. said oh but no <laughs> i don't have any problem because the doctor said so and you're like yeah. okay uh but it's important to say that of course it's important to uh mix the traditional allopathic medicine with more alternative therapies but it's about you know, be finding a state of balance between everything. You know, of yeah. course, G a GP is necessary. Uh, of course, you will always need the help of a doctor at some point yeah. in your life, but it's about balance. Yeah, I really don't want to say that we don't need um, the traditional medicine, not at all. I'm very happy that it's out there. Um, but I think 
we just need to yeah give ourselves more power and to really listen to our body what it what it is telling us and not only listening to someone else and the doctor is just a really good example yeah. for that Very good. yeah yeah so. and i think the we were mentioning earlier the parents so the parents of course we give our power away to our parents when we are kids because you know we are not autonomous so we listen to the authority but then when we enter the teenage years we are in this rebellious state where we actually were like oh but it doesn't make sense and um you know we kind of go against what our parents want us to do and this phase is very important because it's the phase where we built really our personality uh but then some people actually have trouble building their own personalities and you see them at the adult age maybe at the age of 35 or 40 years old, still having to uh, report in a way to their parents as well and not being able to decide. But it's so common and it's so unconscious as well. You know, oh, no, I can't leave my mom. I can't do this because uh, of my dad mm -hmm. or, you know, when actually they're the parents and you're the child, no matter how age you are, how old you are. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's always about what mom and dad are going to think. And this is a big one because... Oh, this is a very big one. Because most people have this issue. Or I mean, I think really everyone has this issue. And I had it as well when I went to... Or when I decided to go to Bali. I, I mean, it was my own decision and my parents were not happy with it at all <laughs> uh like really i had a very big fight with my dad actually my mom was very yeah very disappointed as well that i leave everything behind and <laughs> yeah and i only listen to myself um but so it, it i also had a conflict within me because on the one hand i knew um that i want to do I want to go to Bali and I need to do it. But on the other hand, I still, I wanted their confirmation and I just wanted them, their validation. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted them to be proud of me. Yeah. But for this time, I, yeah, I didn't uh, get it. So I had to be okay with them not being okay with my decision and it was very 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 hard and i i'm sure that most people uh give up on this yeah because it's it's very hard it's like rebelling against the clan mm -hmm. and it puts you in a very difficult position because you feel you need to make a choice between what feels right to you and what feels right to your family and it's like a mm -hmm. betrayal oh, in yeah. a way and um There is the Bhagavad Gita. So it's a very um, popular yogic, um, what do you call it? Yogic? Practice? No, it's it's a story, actually. Oh, yeah. Yogic. Text. Text. Sacred text. Yes. Um, Bhagavad Gita. And um, so it's the story um, about Yudhisthira. Yudhisthira. <laughs> Yudhisthira. <laughs> Yudhisthira. Um, and... No, actually, I don't think if he's the main figure. <laughs> but he, well, let's say there's but, a main character. <laughs> It was yeah, just but, to practice saying the name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I just can't remember this name, Yudhisthira. He was a guy in the Bhagavad Gita. I'm just very proud that I can pronounce Bhagavad Gita, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but whatever. So it's a story about a guy and um, he is uh, looking for his purpose. And it's and then he has to fight against his family and against um, all of the people he knew um, to reach his purpose. And it was very, very, very painful. And actually it's it's all about... So the message of this story, of this text, is that if you really listen to your heart and if you really want to follow your purpose, then it sometimes means that you have to do something that your parents, your friends, your family, the people you love don't agree with. And it's very, very painful But yeah, I just really think if you true, uh, if you truly want to be happy, then you have to follow your heart and you have to make decisions and not very easy decisions. Yeah, no, it's, and your story and my story are quite similar because it's the same. When I left, when I told people around me that I was leaving my job, my comfortable life in Geneva, to go and live in India in the middle of nowhere <laughs> people were like oh my god so you have to face that every day because of course you know you're going to move to a, a country and you need to prepare that so mm. you need to be strong to prepare your move and then you need to also be strong to face adversity and the judgment of people and oh but why but why can't you stay in it also is uncomfortable for people because it makes them reflect it mirrors And it makes them reflect on their own lives and their own choices. Because oh, yeah. when you make bold decisions and radical changes in your life, people around you will either feel inspired or probably a little bit jealous or worse, they could feel completely like get emotional in a very strong way, like angry or, mm, or yeah. give you the guilt trip. And you don't really understand why, but it's really linked to what they're feeling. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And that's something you have to keep in mind. And it's also very difficult. But to step away back and not take it personal, personally yeah. and just, yeah, remind yourself that this is, this probably doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. It's just, yeah, about them. I mean, yeah, but following your heart is, not an easy thing no i think it's it's pretty difficult and and maybe we can share a few um a few tools that we personally use to know that we're in the right direction um i know i mean i just shared one previously which is the heart expanding or or shrinking uh anytime i need to make a decision or if i'm you know if i meet someone new for example let's let's take a precise example you meet someone new and it's, it's very simple because it happens to everyone and all the time we always meet new people unless we mm. just like live in our flat and don't get out <laughs> and have social and deep social anxiety which is not funny by the way but <laughs> but we always meet new people and you know i 
I think it's so important to take the time to actually know how we feel, how our body feel feels when we meet those new people. So you're with friends, in a group of friends, or you're out or in any context, and then a new person comes in. How do you feel physically? How does your body feel? Do you feel like this person you know, is intriguing you in a good way? Do you feel when starting the conversation that, wow, it's actually nice and you're, you're smiling and you're, you know, it feels light, it feels light easy. easy, everything is flowing, joyful. How do you feel? Do you feel this way or do you feel that maybe the conversation, conversation is not flowing like this, <laughs> a lot of interruptions or, you I know, we all experience. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the person doesn't get you, doesn't get what you do and you need to uh, repeat things so many times. Yeah, and you're like, jokes. Yeah. You have to tell your jokes three times. <laughs> yeah. You're, <laughs> you're the only one who's laughing. That's a very good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Not the same sense of humor is actually like... No go. No go. Definitely. <laughs> and you Step feel back. like... Oh, yeah. That, that feeling. And your body's like... And you feel it in your... You know, in your stomach area or in your heart, you're not very open. You're just like, oh, and you want to go back to talking to your other friends that you really have a nice moment with. Mm. This is when you know that you're not on the same page than another person. But sometimes people feel that they need to be, you know, over social kind. and kind. And when you don't need to be kind always, you, you <laughs> I agree. <laughs> It's better to be blunt than to be too mean, kind. <laughs> mean girls. We could call the episode mean girls. But it's true. If the, you can't be friends with everybody and you can't no. resonate with everybody. And, you, you know, there's one thing that I'm going to say and that has been really important for me this past few months is you are the sum or the average person of the five people that you spend most of your time with. And this, I think, is quite, it's quite a big one because, mm. you know, if you think about it and if you reflect for a moment, the five people that you spend the most time with, who are they? And how do you feel when you connect to those people? Do you feel like you're expanding or you're growing? Yeah, growing. Are they inspiring you? Yeah. Or yeah. it's the opposite. Yeah. And or it's the opposite. Yeah. Do they make you sad, depressed? Yeah, when do you, you laugh with them? What are you doing with these people? Yeah, do you cry or only talk about negative stuff? Yeah, do you only judge about other people? Or you get inspired, you create new things together and you want like you feel when you leave them that you are re-energized, right? Yeah, yeah. So I really noticed and um I I really feel a bit stupid when I say this because I judged people for saying this in the past. <laughs> But when I did my yoga teacher training, I really, really noticed um, that there are definitely people um, that give me energy when I spend time with them or when I talk with them. And then are there are people that are taking the energy and I feel exhausted after a conversation or after spending time with them and I mean I think we all want people in our life that give us energy and where we feel um, great amazing happy um, yeah afterwards and while we're spending time with them yeah and yeah. I think the five people should make you feel like that 
Oh, definitely. Should make And us feel like that. Yeah, what is very interesting is that this um, five people thing always seems like it's something new, but it's one of the core principles of Tantra. Tantra. And Tantra is thousands of years old. And that's very interesting, right? Yeah, it is very interesting. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. You are teaching me something. Yeah, <laughs> always. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Deep, intense yoga teacher training. <laughs> Full on month. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So that was one exercise that helps you. Yeah. Two. Yeah. What does it help you with? Oh, it helped me to really reconnect with my heart and what mm. is truly good for me with my intuition. Yeah. And if it's easier um, for you, if you have trouble focusing, maybe you can close your eyes and remember things. You know, by closing the eyes, it's also helping to, to refocus. So on each of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. So you mean you close your eyes and you remember things yeah. about so, the people? Yeah, if you have trouble doing it like that with your eyes open, when you close your eyes, it brings you back really into you know yeah. your clairvoyance in a way and That's you connect true. with memories better um i also i was reading a book um when i was in thailand and it's called the goddess revolution it's it's a very good book for all these girls out there who have trouble um with their relationship with food and our body and yeah let's be honest most of the most girls of out there do. have um But it was, so we, it says that, um, so eating actually food is also a very good example to lose the connection with our body or lose our body, mind, heart connection. Because I think in these, these days, we don't really, um, are, uh, we are not very aware what we are putting into our body how it tastes, how it makes us feel. Um, how often do we really eat when we are hungry? And how often do we eat when we are, I don't know, sad, um, bored, or because of, yeah, it's just lunchtime or it's just dinner time or other people are eating. It's 12.30, come on, it's time to have lunch. <laughs> yeah, and so we really, we don't, listen to our body anymore at all and I am very guilty as well I mean I have um, digestion problems since many many years and I think one reason and I so yeah I think one reason is that I really lost my my connection to my body and I don't really listen anymore what is really good for me um, and when should I eat something Because, yeah, I mean, our body is telling us what we should eat and when we should eat. And, I mean, there are clear signs. Um, but, yeah, we, yeah. Don't, we forgot how to listen. And it's not about the cravings. You know, it's the difference between the cravings, you know, craving for sweets or craving for chocolate. This is not your body. Your body no. telling you, mm. I really, I really need that to actually feel energized and balanced and, and nourished. And nourished. Um, no, not at all. It's more about, you know, taking the time to assess. And, and it's very hard because in our culture, we don't take the time. 
and food is something that we don't see as we don't really see it as nourishment except for the adverts eat five fruits and veggies per day to be healthy but yeah you know, but that's also again it's yeah. something that someone is telling us exactly and we think okay i've read i don't feel really good i want to be healthy so i've read this article or these 10 articles that tell me that i should eat five fruits and veggies per day so we um, listen again to someone else and eat five fruits and five and veggies every day and we think that this is healthy but yeah again we are just listening to someone else we're not listening to our body because maybe for you it's yeah it can be could be possible that it's not good for you to eat five fruits and vegetables a day because um yeah there are some people that are not really so that cannot are not reacting very well to fruits, yeah. fruit sugar. Yeah, exactly. So, or to raw food as well. You know, this, food, yeah. this, um, I'm going to be a bit, uh, a bit blunt and critical here. But, you know, one thing that drives me crazy is when people tell you, oh, but you should do this um, uh, alkaline diet. You should do this... Um, Uh, raw food diet you should do uh, a juice fast you should do uh, this or that you know you have the power to know what your body needs and everyone is so different yeah. we have such a different constitution and it and it, you know you have basis and then it changes so yes some of the things can apply but it's you know you can't fix your issues with like generic diets it's not possible i mean Fasting is amazing for everyone. Uh, juice fast can be good for someone and not for another person. Um, vegan diet is amazing. It can be great for someone, but not for another person. For me, if I take my example, I can't eat too much raw food. And it's in my constitution. You know, when uh, in Ayurveda, we have what we call the three types, the three doshas. Uh, and... If you don't know about it, just Google it. Type Ayurvedic dosha. So we have vata, pitta, and kapha. Those are three very different types. And we are a combination of one or two dominants. And if you're very lucky, you're pretty balanced between your th the three. But um, when I hear all the time, oh, but, you know, uh, eat salad and eat raw food, I can't because it makes me bloat a lot. Mm. And also it doesn't make me ground that much, feel like I'm present. I'm more, you know, uh, floating around and, and also more sensitive when actually what I need is, you know, a different kind of diet. So warm vegetables, cooked vegetables, um, like carrots or pumpkins or um, that I know that are good for my body because... After eating them, I feel amazing. I don't feel like I have trouble with my digestive, digestive system, etc. But this has been, it's taking some time and we all need to take the time to assess and to make mistakes to know what is right for us afterwards. Mm. Yeah, there is no one size fits all yeah. and we don't like to hear this. Because it means that we have to do the work and not someone else is doing the work for us and just um, telling us what we have to do. Because we would love to hear what we have to do and just follow the rules. But yeah, I'm very sorry to tell you that it is not working. At least, I mean, not for everyone, I'm sure. Not everyone. Um, there are some people 
that have a very easy digestion, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, but other people have to take time, be patient to find out what is going on in there. And so what I wanted to say from the book, actually, <laughs> um, when you, because your, um, your eating patterns and also your appetite, if you uh, crave your cravings, they're all telling you something. For example, if you, so you want to eat something, then um, place one hand on your heart and go inwards and ask yourself, why do I want to eat something? Am I hungry? Then if the answer is no, then listen closely why, how or how you feel at the moment. Maybe you are bored or stressed or overwhelmed or anxious, but then the answer is not food. Food is just a distraction, um, but actually you need to do something else. So you really need to find out what you are feeling at the moment. And if you are anxious, for example, Kao can give you some advices what you have to do then instead of eating. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you are, um, yeah, that anxiety, that is my thing. Uh, when you eat, <laughs> no, it's, it's truly like you can do breath work. You can ask yourself, you know, why am I feeling this way? And instead of eating to actually boost your level of hormones that make you feel good for five minutes but then the problem is still there it's like you and know you feel worse afterwards and you feel worse afterwards it's like the the pill for the headache you know it doesn't mm. it doesn't heal the root of the problem but more taking the time to just sit down and think okay why am i feeling this way and why and just going deeper and deeper and once you sit with your feeling with each of the feelings then You know, you feel less anxious because you acknowledge that you have many different layers of feelings running at the same time, so different programs as well in your unconscious, and that your system, like you experience anxiety because your system is like on overload. So because you you refuse to actually look at all those feelings or all those emotions or all those thoughts. So when you start paying attention, whew, everything comes down. And it can take two minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. But if you do the work and if you go inwards, like Simone said, then, <laughs> bless you, <laughs> <laughs> then it's, yeah, it's just cancel the effects. And then you will realize that actually you don't crave the chocolate anymore. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Even yeah. if it's a vegan, super healthy chocolate cake from <laughs> Shady Shack or whatever. Yeah, you don't need it. Not at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just important to and to also allow yourself to feel the feeling and to really take the time and be conscious. And yeah, so um, the, the book also says that your relationship to food um, actually opens the door to yourself and to spirituality. And I really, really like it to see it that way. Yeah, I think it's I think it's super relevant because we all have a very particular relationship with food and food mm. 
Actually, also the guys out there. Not oh only yeah, the girls. it's not only for for women, girls. It's also for the guys. Everyone has a particular relationship with food because food, the action of putting food in our body, is nourishing ourselves. Like and it's our literally soul. in our soul. So what we choose to put inside, and it's also linked to our our th uh, third chakra. So the solar plexus chakra. And if you don't know anything about chakras. Google it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like in the region of your digestive system and the color is yellow and everything that you put inside, really, uh, it goes through your heart and then it sits within the solar plexus area. And this is about your personal power as well. Like it's really... Um, and it's also a chakra that connects you with the outside world. It's a... You know, it receptionates information. So, yeah, what you choose to put in your body is very important. And it tells you a lot about how you are feeling as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, this was about the food. I think it was a great example as well. We have so much to share. I mean... You know, from us and from people around us and from everything that we witness from the clients or, or the friends or, you know, it's very interesting. And we all have similar issues, but expressed in, in different ways. So uh, I wanted to actually I wanted to talk as well about the signs. And I know that you love mm -hmm. that <laughs> um, when connecting back to our intuition and to following our heart and being our own guru, having everything that we need within us. Um, also, it, it links back to believing that everything happens for a reason and believing in the universe and the law of attraction and all these, all these concepts, these metaphysical concepts and that are actually working a lot. Uh, I, I wanted to share something else, another tool that I use, which is more, more spiritual and less, yeah, it's less really down to earth, but it works very well. It's how to look out for signs to know that you're in the right direction. If you, if you actually, uh, want a different way to connect, uh, with yourself. So I, I'm very connected to nature and to animals as well. And I love talking about uh, animal meaning. So whether you see animals in real life or in your dreams or during your meditation, if you do meditation and that you have an animal coming or if you have a spirit animal, there are a few very interesting websites that can help you, um, you know, decrypt the meaning of those animals. But For example, I always say to people here in Bali specifically that when they see butterflies or dragonflies, because we have a lot of them here, but when they see those, it's a sign of transformation and it's really a sign of, yeah, something new is about to come and it's a blessing in a way. And, you know, some people are really not connected with animals, but some others are and seeing animals crossing our path always has a meaning, at least to me. And I've noticed that every time I looked up the meaning online, 
Um, so the website, you just Google. Yeah, I love Google. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we can link some website yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the notes, yeah. we will share some we of the website. We will link Google in the show notes as well. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know about Google. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Good <So>. jokes, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the dragonflies and the butterflies and all the animals that you cross, you know, frogs or snakes, even very powerful, very powerful animals. And people, lions, lions or tigers. They don't, they don't often cross your road, but, but it means something. <laughs> in the dreams and spiders yeah, as well. Dreams, spiders. Okay. In the dreams, in the meditation visualizations, um, in nature, when you, you know, when you, when you walk in nature, when you spend time in nature, it can be birds, you know, specific birds, bats in the evening. Mm -hmm. uh, mosquitoes the, as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, mosquitoes as well, definitely. We'll have to look up the meaning for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, Because they love you. Yeah. But yeah. definitely. I will Google it many many meanings <laughs> and the other day what happened was I you know I knew that something big was like a big shift was going to happen in my life uh on a personal level like relationship wise and it was very funny because on that day I was in my bathroom uh, getting ready and my bathroom is half outdoors so animals come and go I have spiders I have the mosquitoes and there was this dragonfly who just flew to me Uh, the dragonfly so made a circle around me and then so I turned around and then it landed on my nose mm. and it stayed there for maybe like three three four seconds it was a very long moment and I was like oh okay this is a blessing or this is a sign that something big is going to happen because there there is actually a physical contact and then yeah indeed something big happened a deep transformation like something ended to make space for something new And I really, really love paying atte attention to signs, particularly animals. Mm. Yeah, you are very good in signs. I'm, I must say I'm not very good in signs yet, but I, I, I think I really, really just need uh, more practice. And yeah, it's all, it's all a practice thing. Right? Yeah, it's like but a muscle. I, yeah, that's what is. I always say yeah, to my clients. It's like a muscle. But I, I've noticed, so what I am very very aware of is um when i get goosebumps so i think yeah, that's a really that's really a really, really good, good sign um because when you get goosebumps it it means something to you and and i really like the idea that for example if someone is so i love to sing and um i love also listening to someone that is singing and so I was listening to uh, The Voice this morning to uh, so to a <clears throat> YouTube video from The Voice um, and it was so beautiful so I got goosebumps and I had uh, so I was crying a little bit but I really loved the idea that when you have goosebumps then your soul is directly speaking to the soul of the other person so the soul of the person who was singing was speaking to my soul. And yeah, I think it's just a very beautiful way to yeah. see it. 
And yeah, so goosebumps. I always um, am very aware when I get goosebumps. And also um, numerology, so mm -hmm. numbers. Yeah. When you see specific number combinations, mm -hmm. I so many times see 1405 and it's my birthday actually 14 14th of may and always when i see 1405 um yeah it also has a meaning to me so i mean i don't know if it's the meaning but for me it's the meaning okay you are on the right track you're exactly where you need to be so yeah. that's very very beautiful as well talking about the numbers it's very interesting you mentioned those because um many of the people now see most more and more the 11 11 22 22 10 10 you know um and those are very powerful numbers as well um numerology is definitely um something that i love and i use it as well a lot with mm. my clients and when you see those numbers it's it's really science uh I have a funny anecdote, actually. The same day that the dragonfly landed on my nose, I was behind a truck and I always look at plates on cars, on, on bikes, on trucks, on everything. I look at the, at the plates of the car and the plates were nine, 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 nine. Can you imagine that? It's, it was crazy. And nine, oh nine, nine, nine. So nine in numerology is the number of ending. Yeah. And, It was like a, a very big ending because four nines, yeah, that's pretty pretty intense. So this day was, yeah, it was quite intense. And I think that numbers, if you're interested in, in knowing more about numerology, number and number meanings, we can also share a few websites actually yeah. in, the, in the recap of the, of the episode. The show notes. Yes, the recap the of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so signs. Signs actually can be everywhere, right? It yeah. can be, it can be, yeah, an, a number sign of a of a car. Yeah. It can be a street signs, for example. Yeah. It can be someone, a person is telling you. Yeah, actually, um, it can be a message you know, on a T-shirt. Of someone, T-shirt. Yeah, um, it can be in tarot cards. Yeah, tarot cards. Animals, well. goosebumps. Yeah, actually, uh, talking about uh, going back to the goosebumps as well. You, when someone mentions something to you, when you have a conversation and someone tells you something and you get the goosebumps, to me, it's like absolute truth. Mm -hmm. If it's an advice or if it's like talking about a person or talking about a place or a book or and you get the goosebumps, it's like go 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 go. Yes, yes, yeah. It's like a big yes confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for me too. Yeah. Or music, if yeah. you are, yeah, song or something. I mean, the lyrics of a song. Are the lyrics? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, I don't know if it happens to you, I'm sure it does, but you just like, you do something, you go somewhere and you have, you know, you haven't been listening to music, but you have the lyrics of a song in your head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, pay attention to that. Oh, uh, yeah. Pay yeah. attention to the lyrics. Yeah, that's very good as well. So, yeah, I think that's it for for the signs. I mean... That's it for the signs. Signs can be everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. Pay attention. Pay attention. And probably it's also what you are attracted to. And I also think that... Um, yeah, so... 
also sounds a little bit strange, but I think the universe tries to tell you something in many different ways until you yeah. really see it. Sometimes it's a not so nice message when you don't hear the signs or the red flags or because yeah. it's not always positive, you know, it's also about challenges. And it's about how you're going to face those challenges gracefully and be open. Mm. No, life can't always be about positive. It has to be, nope. it has to be, it's a cycle, you know, and it's a wheel, like the wheel of fortune in tarot, you know, things go up and then they go down and you couldn't appreciate the ups if you didn't experience the downs. Yes. And you learn from the downs. Yeah. A lot. A lot. <laughs> we love downs. Yeah. <laughs> But we love ups. Oh yeah. Even more. <laughs> yeah so yeah i think it's it's very important then on a more technical level i like to share this with people as well uh i don't know if you heard of kinesiology you've mm -hmm. heard about it yeah i think you told me about yeah, it. yeah i told you about it um so kinesiology is basically a, a therapy that uses the body it's like i call it the psychotherapy of the body Oh, yeah, like with the muscle tests and everything. With the muscle testing yeah. and everything. So instead of using our mind that we use all the time, um, doing like a regular psychotherapy, kinesiology mixes um, many different techniques and uses the muscular test, which is a um, resistance test, to ask questions to the body and receive answers, only through the body. So the practitioner will not even ask you questions to speak to your mind But, um, you know, the person will ask questions and so you put your arm forward and basically you create a resistance with your arm. The person asks questions and try to push your arm down. And if your arm is going down, that means that it's a weakness or that it's a no. Mm -hmm. And if your arm or if your arm is actually strong and, and standing still, then it means it means a big yes and that you're strong in this area or whatever the question was. So very um, interesting thing is that we can do that with food. If we go back mm -hmm. to the topic of food, and I know that I made the exercise with you. Maybe you mm -hmm. want to share it. Yeah. So um, because I, yeah, I I don't really know what I what I can eat and what is good for me. So Carol made um, we had some fruits. I think no. What what do we have? Uh, cheese, uh, milk, fruits, and you only you hold. For example, you have milk. You hold it in your hand, and yeah, it's very difficult to explain actually if you don't see it. Um, but your. So basically, what you do, for example, if you do it with a practitioner, Simone will hold. Uh, The bottle of milk in her left hand, which is her weak hand. It's not the hand that she regularly uses. She's right-handed. Mm -hmm. yeah. So she's going to hold the thing in her left hand. And then she's going to put her left arm in front of me. Right arm. Uh, your, her right arm in <laughs> front of me. And then I'm going to try to like push the arm down to see if it works, if it holds or if it doesn't hold. And for example, with the milk, it was like a big no. So when the arm goes down, yeah, then it's a no. Yeah, and when you so you always try yeah. to to push against it. Actually, mm. you don't want her to push the arm down. But if it's a no, if the body says no, then there is no chance. You cannot hold the arm. Mm. 
But we, I mean, there are some very good videos yeah. about muscle testing. We can yes. link one as well. We will well link that. Show notes. Um, but muscle test is a really, so you can muscle test yourself as well. Caro exactly. does it all the time. I do it all um, the time. Also, yeah. it, it takes practice. I'm not very good in it at the moment, I must say. But it's, so there are different techniques actually, and you can find what is Yeah, the, the best technique the for The O-ring with the arm, or you can even use your your full body as an internal balance. Ah, yeah. That's working for me, actually. That is working yeah. for me. I did it yesterday with some supplements in a health store. I wanted to know which ones would, were good for mm -hmm. me. And you just stand and you hold uh, the box of peels of herbs or whatever um, in front of your chest, like you, you hold it, and then you see if your body, like you literally stand and you see if your body goes forward. Or backwards. Yeah, so it means yes or no. Yeah. And actually, you can ask everything. Yes. So you can ask, um, is this relationship good for me? Yeah. Yes or no. So you you can ask every question. Um, the answer has to be a yes or no. So your body tells you yes or no. It's really, yeah, it's it's really good. I did a night therapy. It's for... Um, for What's intolerances and allergies and also the therapist tested all the different things with the muscle test so they use the muscle test not only in kinesiology mm. they use it for different therapies yeah and yeah it's a very very well-known technique actually yeah because it asks your body directly instead of your mind who thinks yes he knows exactly. better <laughs> yeah yeah true No, it's really it's really cool to see as well how your body reacts. So, um, what have we we've covered a lot of things, huh? Yeah, I think we we covered many things. We gave a lot of tools. I think the only thing that is left actually is your exercise. surprise life exercise. The life exercise, how exciting! Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do it. So. Uh, so this exercise will help you really reconnect with your intuition. Don't get frustrated if you don't see anything the first time. It will come. It's like a muscle, as we said. You just need to practice and to practice very often and you will see that you will start getting things. So what I'm going to do is... Um, so first you're going to sit down in a comfortable position like relax feeling really connected with the ground so if you're not sitting down you know just take a moment to really settle you can sit on a cushion or on the floor you know uh, in the cross-legged -leg position and just like take a few deep breaths so take a few deep inhales and then a long exhale Another one, long inhale, and exhale. And a last one, a long inhale, and a deep exhale. And feel that your whole body is relaxing. So you feel that all of your muscles are really melting down and you feel your bottom on the floor or on the chair or 
on the cushion, and you're very present to yourself. And now I want you to imagine that you're in a cinema. You are in a cinema room. And in front of you is a blank screen. And you are sitting comfortably in your seat and there is no one else apart from you in that room. So continue focusing on your relaxation and your breathing and on the fact that you're very comfortable in that room. And now I want you to think about a person in your life that you want more information on. Maybe it's someone that you just met and you don't know if the person is someone that is good to be in your life. Or maybe it's someone that you already know and you have a history with and you don't know you don't know about that person in your life and, and you want more information. Like pick someone, it can be anyone. But the goal of the exercise is to receive more information about that person. So, once you have that person in your mind, really focus on that person. Really try to connect with that person and really visualize that person. You can visualize that person talking to you or visualize that person, you know, in an everyday action or even it can be a memory of last time you saw this person. And now you are going to set your intention and you are going to ask yourself within what are the information that I can receive about this person? Please show me the information that I need to receive here and now. And continue feeling relaxed in this chair, in this empty cinema, looking at this white screen. And now I want you to allow yourself to start watching anything that will come onto this white screen. It can be a feeling, it can be words, it can be a color, or it can be a more vivid image. It can be an object. It can be anything. Allow yourself to receive without controlling. Anything is valid. There is no wrong.
so I'll leave you a minute just to visualize and to see what comes up. And many different things can come up, or only one thing. It doesn't matter. Just focus on what comes to you and when you, what you can see on this screen. When you feel that you have enough information and that you're ready to return to your consciousness, start focusing on your body again. Feel your fingers, feel your toes. Feel the energy coming back to your legs, to your center, to your head. Be aware of all the sounds around you and of your environment. Be aware of the cushion of the chair or the floor that you're sitting on. Take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Another deep breath in. And another deep breath out. And one last time. A deep breath in. And a deep breath out. And whenever you're ready, open your eyes. So I encourage you to write down everything that you've seen or if it's nothing, it's fine. If it's a feeling or physical sensation, just write a few words um, and keep that and do that on a regular basis. So how are you, Simone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um So should I share something? Yeah, please share your experience. Okay. <clears throat> so, I think... Mm, so I didn't... Um, hmm, so I think 
it's it's not very easy so it's also again a practice so if you don't really see anything or if you cannot allow yourself to see anything because i also experience that i want to control what i see and my mind um wants to control the picture and and everything so and i was And then I was thinking, oh, I'm waiting for it. Is it that? No, I don't like it. I want to see something else. So, yeah, that's very, that was very interesting. But I saw one picture. So, I mean, I can share. I was thinking about um, uh, someone, um, so a guy that I met here. Um, it's just, yeah, that I, I saw like two, three, four times. And he's just... Um, a friend but yeah I was thinking about him and I saw him <laughs> riding on a dolphin wow that's a very <laughs> that's a very powerful message though yeah so I would be curious what what your message is but my message was that probably he's just a very so a guy that likes adventures and um Yeah, and likes to do very extraordinary things and likes to live, yeah, a very, yeah, extraordinary, special. Was there water life. in your vision? Yeah, water, yeah. and he was riding the dolphin. Yeah. So I guess it's someone who is also very connected with his emotions. And he is very intuitive as well because you know that dolphins communicate through sonar. And yeah, they have this great capacity. They also have um, this great capacity to communicate even from far away with their heart as well. They're very spiritual animals, actually. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think that could be true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's very interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's just the advice that I want to give is... That you have to be patient. Try to, yeah, really let let it go. Yeah, and it's okay if you cannot let it go the first time, and if your mind wants to control, it's totally okay. Yeah. But you see something every time, and I'm so I, so for me, I think it's for every. It's different for everyone. So there are people that smell something. There are people that see like really a picture yeah. in front of their eyes closed eyes there are people that just feel something and don't really see the picture so i don't really see the picture i actually uh, more i feel it mm. i see a little bit the picture but not very clear i would never see colors or anything okay but yeah that's different for everyone it is and some people even taste things mm -hmm. so all of the senses Really, it's about all of the senses, not only the visual, but also it's good that you remind that what you hear, what you see, what you feel, what you smell, what you taste. Yeah. So, yeah, again, that's very different for everyone. And so I did um, um, a similar exercise with Caro a few weeks ago. And that was very interesting. We were sitting at Dojo, actually. It's yeah. a co-working space here in Chengdu. And she just said... Close your eyes and um, look at this guy. So there was one guy sitting next to us. And just close your eyes and 
tell me what you see about this guy. <laughs> and I saw this guy riding on a bicycle with flowers in, in like his um, box at the bicycle. And, and then I said, yeah, I saw him riding a bicycle with flowers. And then I said, yeah, I, I think he's Dutch. And I mean, because in, 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 in the Netherlands, there are many bicycles. <laughs> and lots of tulips. <laughs> yeah. And lots of flowers. Yeah, exactly. And then it was so funny because a few minutes later, he was talking to a girl next to us and he was Dutch. Yeah. So that was amazing. And yeah, this, was I was really so cool. happy because yeah. this really proves the power of what you can receive. Even if the information doesn't make sense, mm -hmm. because Simone was like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's so What? stupid. I mean, also, yeah. like at first, the riding, the guy riding the dolphin also doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so then you switch to, no, I prefer a horse. It's more yeah. relevant. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. just, yeah, yeah, there is a message in everything and it takes time to read it, but that's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we are at the end. I think we yeah. should just share like one last message from, um, each of us yeah what how would you or would you like to give one last advice or one last message to sum up the episode i think to me it's really about listening and feeling your heart i mean what works for me being your own guru to me means reconnecting with your heart and how you feel about things because how you feel will help you make decisions based on what is good for you yeah and with a bit of practice you know you will get there yeah definitely so I totally agree on that I wanted to say the same but I say it in a <laughs> little bit different so for me it's also like um, really listen to yourself and take time for yourself and take time to to be aware um, how you feel and what, what we didn't talk about, um, what I just noticed now is yoga. Um, because, but yoga, meditation, breath yeah. work, breathing. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are some very, very, very powerful techniques to, um, yeah, to get back the body, mind, body, heart. That we use every day, actually, and we, and we yeah, didn't mention. And we did, yeah. I mean, yeah, we both are doing yeah. yoga every day, every yeah. morning. Yeah, and I couldn't recommend it enough um, because it really, really helped me to balance myself and I feel a lot more calm and more aligned with myself. But... Again, there is not one yoga for everyone. Um, and it really depends on your personality type, which yoga is good for you. But I think that would be too much for yeah. this episode. So I'm sure I'm going to share more about yoga in the future episode. Maybe again with Caroline. I think it was very... Yeah, really good. I really enjoyed to record the episode with you. Yeah, me too. I think we talked about it. We have been talking about it for so many weeks now, even months. Yeah, it's and true. yeah, finally we managed to find the time. It was very interesting. Yeah, I love the conversation format. 
Yeah, me too. So I'm sure we're going to do something in the future again. Yeah. So we're just, yeah, I mean, we're living together. So <laughs> I'm sure there will be a possibility 1405. I just saw the number 1405 when I said it. Said so that's that. a sign. That is a sign. We're on the right track. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay. Yeah. So I hope there, yeah, you enjoyed it as well. And there is something very meaningful for you as well yeah i'm sure you know it resonated with you in <laughs> on many different levels and also the exercise you know you can actually use it a few times you can use you know you can go back to when we start the the exercise and do it a few times if you want to build your intuition muscle and your you know more of your sixth sense and how it how it really expresses And if you have any questions, I mean, you can either um, get in touch with Simone or myself. So maybe uh, I'll give my email address. So it's th uh, 30things at carolinemarijan.com. We'll link it in the show notes yeah, as well. Yeah, we'll link everything. And, uh, and our mutual websites as well. And we would love to hear your feedback receive yes. your comments and if you have ideas of uh, future episodes actually that we could do together because we have I think it's a very interesting thing to have those two perspectives yeah I think so too yeah let us know your ideas thank you very much thank you and see you soon bye 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 so here I am again And I would like to share one little exercise with you at the end that really helps me a lot. It is said that we actually have three brains. And this is the, the brain, so the actual brain, the heart, and the gut. I'm sure you've heard about the gut feeling before. So if we have to make a decision or we are not sure about something... And that can be anything from a business decision or a decision in a relationship or actually everything that you need an answer for. Ask these questions three times. Ask your brain or your mind. Take a deep breath. Ask your heart. Maybe place your hand on your heart and really feel into your heart. Do you feel your heart expanding or is it closing? Once you've got the answer, ask your gut. Feel into your stomach. Placing the hand on your stomach helps a little as well. Listen very carefully. What do you feel? Does it feel good, easy and light? Does it make you smile? Or does it feel heavy and yeah, just simply not good? It's possible and actually it happens a lot that the three brains don't agree and there is a conflict between the heart and the mind. And If this happens, then this is also telling you something. And you will know 
if you need to follow your heart, your gut or your mind. Just try it. It's really good. And I do love this exercise a lot. I also hope you've enjoyed the little life exercise from Caro at the end. Um, I'll post the visualization in a separate episode as well. So you can do it again anytime and you don't have to listen to the whole episode again or look for it. Please let me know what you think of this episode and this format and also let me know if you have any questions. You can find all my and Caro's contact details in the show notes. Also, you will find links to some websites and Google uh-huh. <laughs> we were talking about and a link to a summary sheet in the show notes. That includes the tips and tricks we were sharing today. You can print it out or save it because I want you to get the most and long-lasting use out of each episode. So all that is left to say is stay conscious, be grateful and enjoy your exciting journey to an extraordinary life. See you next week. Lots of love from Bali.